Hi, I'm Allison Eden. I'm a glass mosaic artist, and I'm here for a student's perspective. Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to A Student's Perspective, the weekly series that connects students with designers, manufacturers, educators, industry professionals, and design media celebrities to hear their stories on just how they've gotten to where they are now. Through our conversations, we connect the past, present, and future of design to show just how much we can learn from each other to grow towards our fullest potential without prescribed limitations. Think of a student's perspective as a weekly design lecture series from the student's point of view. A student's perspective is a division of the nonprofit University Hall of Innovation, whose goals are to connect students with the design industry through design challenges and mentorship, and a collaboration with the Marywood University Interior Architecture Program in Scranton, Pennsylvania. All interviews can be found in their video format at www.astudentsperspective.tv. For more information or sponsorship inquiries, please contact University Hall of Innovation at gmail.com. Here with Hi, I'm Pete Shea. And I'm Maya Cosby. And today we're here with Alice Eden at a perspective at High Point Market. Um, hi, Allison. Thank hi. you so much for uh, being here today. We're so excited to speak with you. Yes. When um, we found out we, you were we were interviewing you, we were both so excited. Stephen was like the the Lady Gaga of Thailand. We were like, we know who that is. We were so excited. We know who that is. So yeah, super excited. Thank you. Well, I'm so happy to be here and speak to students and speak to you guys about all the amazing possibilities in the design world. Yeah. It's alive and thriving and you're in a great time and a great place. So excited. Yes. So maybe start off by giving us a little bit about your background and um, and how you got maybe your process how you got here. Okay so I went to um, Fashion Institute of Technology uh, for fashion design and I absolutely loved the fashion business. I always created my own clothes and I was acting, but I also loved interior design. And you know, you're young and you're bright and you have all these fun ideas. Well, I walked by a glass store one day and it looked like a candy store to me. So I went in, I bought a piece of glass and I broke it into lots of little pieces. I glued it on a board and I would walk around the garment center because I was uh, working in the garment center at the time as an intern, and I would just say to the owners of the showrooms, you looking to renovate or redecorate because I have a great idea, or I'm thinking about doing a wall finishing um, in this glass, can I do one for you? Yeah. You know, half the time they'd be like, what? <laughs> you know, like, what is this girl talking about? But, I was given opportunities. Um, people would be like, all right, show me what you got, girl. Aww. And so I would do these really fun mosaics and just and continue, you know, just continue showing what I did. Nobody had ever really seen what I what I was doing. And I didn't even know. I really didn't know what a tile was. I had no idea about anything. But I, all I did was I loved glass. And I just thought, if I love it, Maybe I can get other people to like it as well. And I can visualize it on a wall and we'll see what can happen. So I was just hustling my little sample boards everywhere I went and I was getting little little jobs. And right out of college, um, I decided 
what's the best way for me to, for people to see this? So I took an ad out in the yellow pages, but you probably don't even know. It was a book <laughs> that was about this thick. It was yellow, and it was like the Google. It had everything. If you were a florist, if you made shoes, if you were an architect, you would be in the yellow pages. So I wasn't sure, you know, here I, I graduated fashion design. I didn't know where anything was really, you know, what I was going to do with my life. So I took an ad out, and the ads were not expensive. They were like $200. At the time, that was a lot. Yeah. But I figured an ad, I started taking ads out saying wow. I was everything. I was a florist. I was a dog groomer. I was an architect. I was a contractor. I just went through and saw where there were few ads taken out. <laughs> I was a bricklayer. I didn't know what I was. So I put one of my um, ads said that I was a contractor, a tile contractor. And I got a call from a Burger King opening in the city on 47th Street. And they said, we need somebody to create the Brazilian wave out of tile uh, in a, a new Burger King, and we need it done in three weeks. So I said, well, you've come to the right place. <laughs> I do this Good all answer. the time. Really easy, not a problem. I had no idea, again. So I rented a car, and I drove to Home Depot, and I bought a video on how to tile a floor. Watch the video. It was so boring. <laughs> I showed up to my job site and I tiled the floor. Wow. It was so hard, but I did it um, in the middle of winter, and there were no walls, and New York was a little bit dangerous at the time, and it was snowing inside, and I was laying a crazy Brazilian wave floor, and I did it. Wow. I, I mean, I, I actually had to go to Staples to get, you know, invoice. And that was my like real first job. I was like, oh, oh, one invoice. And I wrote it all out and I gave it to them. They were like, okay. But I, I just made up a number in my head, which was, who knows how I even priced such a thing. And, but I did it. And I was so proud of it. And from there, I just started getting more, more projects. I felt very confident. Um, I never wanted to do another floor. Yeah. It was so hard to like actually do the construction part of it. But I knew that I had something with tile that I loved. And then I started hustling my samples again. I went to a tile store and I showed them what I had. And they were like, oh my God, could you do this wall and this wall and this wall and this wall? And I didn't know what that even meant. So I would sit on the floor and I would take Elmer's glue and I'd stick up the pieces one by one. And that actually started my tile career. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it's really interesting that um, at each project you're like learning something new, like yeah. even like just watching a video that's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, the video on how to tile a floor was so boring. I couldn't even really watch it. I was like, oh, just God. Just get the basics like, and move on. Yes. Yes. I was fast-forwarding. <laughs> I just didn't have, I didn't have the brain capacity to watch each little step. But the floor lasted, and I I got free burgers. Oh, nice. For <laughs> years. Oh, my God. I love that you're so, like, right off the bat, you were so, like, confident. Just, like, you didn't really know what you were doing, and you just 
go to people and you're like, hey, like, you want to look at this? Like, that's really inspiring, I think, for yeah. us to just be like, just go for it. Just jump You have it. to. You know, if you don't go for it, somebody else will. Right. And you're young and beautiful and you have, and you're smart. And I had nothing to lose. Yeah, right? the worst I, I could say is no. Right. right. So. And and I had gotten so many no's, and it was fine. I would yeah. just walk out. I'm yeah. like, okay, well, I'll go next door. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go next door. I'll say yes. Watch. Right. And yeah. I would just go. I would. I really never gave up. And 30 years later, I still haven't given up. And it's, you know, you have your ups and your downs, and you're sometimes like. Where am I going with this? You know, where, what in the world am I even doing? But you just don't give up. And you like, you know, if you love something and you really want to, to make it work, you can never give up. That's like my biggest advice. And so, Allison, could you maybe share with us maybe a favorite project or a project that sticks out to you? So, okay, so it's hard to say a favorite project because it's like you create these babies and put them in the world. How can you say one baby is better than the other? But I do believe the ones um, that have hit closest to my heart are the hospitals, like um, the Samuel Simmons Memorial Center in Barrow, Alaska, where the Austin's playrooms throughout the country, any place that people can actually smile and say, wow, this is cool, and give them a little bit of happiness. I think those uh, where they've been most impactful have been in the hospitals. Um, but I mean, I do love doing the casinos and the hotels, and you know, we're, those are always so much fun, but then the residential homes I love doing as well, because it, they are your babies, so you know that each one has its own little personality. So, yes. Yeah. How would you say social social media um, affects your business, and like how does it drive business for you? So, I don't own a computer at all. So, I do love Instagram because it's easy. Um, I'm not. I, I don't really know. When I go online, I'm like, where do I go now? So I always go to Instagram because I get so much great inspiration and you get to see so much. And it's, it's I've gotten the most amazing projects just from Instagram alone um, where people, if they follow you and you become friends with people. Even here at High Point, I have Instagram friends saying, we cannot wait to meet you. And we're emailing, oh, go to this party, go to this event, you know, I'll see you here. And you've never seen them before. And it's like, oh my God, I'm going to meet a friend. So to me, social media has been so much fun. And it's given me great opportunities in in projects. I've gotten uh, amazing projects from from Instagram. Wow, wow. So, that's really awesome. Yeah, so, so I love social media. Do you I, use Pinterest as well for inspiration? Okay, I do. I love I love going on Pinterest. I do, I'm not all that savvy on how to be posting. It's a lot. It's yeah. like to be to do all of it. It takes up a lot of time, and I really do believe when people are sitting, you know, posting content all day, they're missing what's happening around them. That's a really good point. And, yeah. you know, and, and I, I, I'll go out and I, I'll go to a party where there's so many great things happening, but everyone's like this. Yeah. They're all, you know, 
<laughs> they're all doing the face tune and, you know, with all that, you know, making themselves different shapes and sizes and, you know, the whole filter thing. And they're not looking around at really what's happening in the, in, in the world. They're missing everything. They're missing the whole party. And yeah. that party is called life. Yeah. And so I tried to Instagram, um, LinkedIn for business. Yeah. And... But that's it. I really, uh, I don't, I do what you need and then yeah, get Yeah, I really yeah. am not going to be getting inspiration from searching, yeah. you know. And then sometimes I find myself, I've searched so far, I don't even know where I am. Yeah. You're like, what? How did I get here? And like, then the day's gone. The day, right. Yeah. Right. You can spend the whole day just going from somebody's reel to reel to reel. Yeah. And you've wasted and everything that was going on around you. So I really try to limit it to Instagram. Yeah. That's really well, nice. Facebook, just a yeah. little here yeah. and there. But, but you need to live, thing. you need to, to be, you know, to, to be knowledgeable about life, you've got to live it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really good, like a good aspect on life for like us, our generation, we are very like captivated on social media and sometimes I think we both like reflect on we need to take a break. Yeah, this. put the we phone need, away. Yes. Yeah. Well, so. when when Instagram and Facebook had their like shutdown last week, or remember people went crazy. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I could look at my kids and they were looking at me. Aww. I was like, oh my god, let's go outside. Let's do something fun. Yeah. And I couldn't even believe the world cared so much. I was like, really? Like, why? Yeah. I I think the most important thing is to see your surroundings and live your your life and know your world and do something to better this world. We need a better world right now and we need happiness and, and people to be happy and you know and smile so giving back to our world. Um I wanted to ask you cuz you have such a like a fashion background like what do you? What would you say? Like the parallels between fashion and then your tile? Do you think it like goes hand in hand a lot? Oh, totally. So, in the last few few years, I created my own fashion line, and I do believe interior design, tile, fashion—it's all one. It really is. And so, you know, I create prints and then create them in glass. But now I'm creating prints and printing them on fabric, and then cutting doing the cut and sew and creating uh, clothing from them. So I think it all works hand in hand. Um, design is design. And you know, if you love design, you will love fashion and interiors and commercial design. So I think it all goes together. Yeah, I agree. And like fashion trends, I feel like inspire new interior design trends and yes. like back and forth like that. Yes. So, and when I create a pattern, I now, like for instance, I created the, the roses, and now I want to do them in mosaics and fabrics and put them on furniture. And that's really why I came to High Point to see about doing furniture on top of the fabrics. Oh, and wallpaper. I'm yeah. doing wallpaper. So, it, you know, I do like surface, I do the, the, artwork which will go into so many different things yeah, right. and why stop at one yeah. when you could do so much 
I'm very interested in like um, how you go from one to the other. Like they are so connected, and I think it's a uh, very very cool that you design your own and then um, translate it to each one. I think it's really cool. Well, with fashion, I always had a hard time finding anything I liked in the store, and I, I, I still do. I can never find anything that actually fits. I'm not a skinny girl, so. I need to find things that I feel good in. And so I'll make them. Yeah. I can't find them, which most of the time, everything, you know, it is very, and especially now, I feel like we're in this fast fashion where everything is the same. I mean, people are going to Target and Walmart. It's where they're really buying clothes. <laughs> I really don't. I, I, I never really liked fast fashion. Even when I was in high school, my, I had, like, such high style, but no money yeah. for that high style. So I would sit home and I would, you know, sew tutus on outfits <laughs> and, you know, just make them so fun and different yeah. and just give them a little bit of life. That, um, and I thought that was so, like... One way that I looked thin. <laughs> In my mind, I looked thin from adding, you know, lots of stuff everywhere. So cool. I love that, like, your design and everything that you do, it really, like, touches on, like, every aspect of, like, your lifestyle. Like, you really made it, like, your lifestyle to, like, do that. Oh, um, well, I love color, too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I just think that now, especially more than ever, we just need... To smile, we need happy things, we need to get back to being happy. And so, with that, where would you say your inspiration comes from for these designs? They come from everywhere, but I do a lot of flowers, a lot of um, ocean, a lot of aquatic scenes. Um, I get a lot of great inspiration. I know it sounds crazy, but. At the, at the beach, yeah. uh, I grew up on the beach, and I had a, a very like beautiful childhood, uh, very easy. Um, you know, my parents always told me everything I always did was good, good. Everything was yeah. great, and I, as a parent now, I feel like you need to always encourage your children. I mean, I used to come out looking ridiculous, and my parents would always say, you look so beautiful, you look so good, you did all of that yourself, and they always encouraged me, and I always had um, self-confidence, because I always had a great support system, so I feel like that might be, like, the the most important thing I could tell people, is be supportive of your children. Yeah. And because when you have a, you know, when you are a, a great support, your child can really propel themselves. And that's, I feel, um, happened to me. Yeah. And yeah, I was going to say, like, your work is so positive. And I feel like you're doing almost like the whole world is like your child because you're bringing that positivity to everybody and all your designs. That's so nice. That's, that's a very beautiful thing. <laughs> um, I think with that, we, we were looking at one of your projects, and we saw that you work in a lot of hospitals, which is really cool because, like, when you think of a hospital, you're like, oh, it's, like, sterile. Very and sad. 
that's sad. Yeah. And we saw you like always trying to bring like your mosaics into the hospitals and make them like a happy place and like a lot more comfortable for people. So would you like to talk about those projects? Oh, sure. So I'm currently working um, on Austin's play playroom, and uh, I've done. It's actually very very sad because I think I've done at least. 75 to 100 of these playrooms and their children's cancer centers and their playrooms for the siblings to play in it's it's so heartbreaking that so many children have cancer to begin with that you know i get these orders and i'm very grateful to get them but in hindsight i'm like oh you know another five are being built another 10 are being built um, and so quickly. So I create these very fun playrooms, very colorful. Um, places that, you know, that the siblings and the parents can go and make coffee and, and watch the other kids play. I mean, it's so heartbreaking. Um, but like, bring a smile for a second. I think that that's very, uh, it's one thing I could bring to them. Uh, I've done hospitals all over the world, actually, um, and it seems to be like a growing, like, people don't want to go into it like a, a sterile, ugly hospital. Uh, my biggest hospital that I did was in Barrow, Alaska, which was, which is in the glaciers, wow. which is beyond. I mean, you have to take five flights and then a cargo plane to get there. And people live actually like in igloos. I mean, it's that like, um, well, it's just, it's a very unique place because it's dark six months out of the year. And the reason they hired me is the suicide rate in Barrow, Alaska was so high. They said they needed to bring color into the lives of of the people that lived in Barrow. So the entire hospital is like a candy explosion. <laughs> it is so beautiful. At first I was like, why are you spending the money in the glaciers? Why don't we do one in New York City? Like, you know, like, what, the government was, you know, spearheading yeah, us. And yeah. so, um, it would, I still like get emails from, from, people that live in Barrow when I was there. It was the most wonderful experience. I actually had to go to Barrow because the general contractor got mauled by a polar bear. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's like, that's how like glacier oh is. Yeah. It's not like, there's not, there was not a store anywhere. I mean, it was like snow everywhere. And so I had to go and help them make sense and approve all the work that I had done. And while I was there, I got to meet so many people, and they were so grateful that I actually came there to and to give them this artwork that that would bring bring their um, spirits up. After that, I got the first hotel and uh, the community center and the, in the school. Wow, so they all in Barrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's almost like Barrow is like my resume. Yeah. <laughs> and they were so nice. These people were so welcoming, and they were bringing me presents of, like, shark's teeth and, um, 
polar bear hair. I mean, it was the coolest place yeah, ever. that sounds so sweet. So, I mean, it was given all these beautiful offerings just for bringing color to the hospital. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, when reading about you, um, it said, uh, this article that we read about you, it said, um, that you kind of go over every project like you need to see it yourself and that like uh you're very particular about the materials that you choose uh, can you tell us about like where maybe you get some of the material that you use for your um your pieces so i well i i mainly work in glass and i have to say i am a glass snob <laughs> i i collect glass and so i've been collecting glass for 30 years through companies that have closed and um, anywhere that I find really cool pieces. So, you know, I, I do also sell to like 500 retail stores. So when they say like, Allison, do you have a glass board of colors? I do not because I have everything you could imagine. Like I like to see the client's vision or a color palette or just something. And you'll match And it. then I'll just look around. I'll be like, that glass is perfect. Yeah. Awesome. So... Um, I, I, I also work with Brazilian agates because I love stones. I love them. Um, I work with some amethysts. I believe that puts out good energy into the world. Um, marbles. And I've worked with, dom with dominoes. Uh, I've done, like, the toy building in New York City where they've given me toys. Um, so really it's many many different materials but my main my main baby is my glass yeah. <laughs> and it's I like that you said you buy from uh, companies that have like closed down so would you say like you're pretty sustainable in that way as yeah. well yep I, I actually um, it's, it's a little sad because a lot of the US made glass companies have all gone out of business so when they and I always purchase from them because I always used to purchase everything only made in the USA. It's very important. I, I, that's like another very important thing. Um, I teach trade. I feel now more than ever having things made locally, yeah. sustainably. Um, we need to care about our children and the future of our children. So we need to teach trades to young people. So not everybody can work at Google or yeah. Amazon. We need to know how to be hands-on with things. And, you know, I see so many... I have two kids myself that all they do is sit on their computers. I'm like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> I don't even own a computer. I'm like, where are you in this World Wide Web? Like, where are you being taken? Yeah. You know, you should be outside playing and doing stuff. So, um, I do think that uh, knowing, knowing a trade's that now... When I was in high school, we had shop, we had cooking classes, we had sewing classes, and that's where I learned my love of fashion. Wow. So if you don't have the sewing classes, how are you going to ever know how to, like, if you're going to love to yeah. make clothes? Yeah, you'll miss that opportunity. Like, yeah. Right. I used to sit in my in the sewing class. I would miss history and <laughs> math just so I could complete a sewing project. Wow. And 
I didn't even care. And my parents didn't care. They were like, leave her alone. She's not going to be a mathematician. Let her sew the dress. <laughs> Let her sew the dress. <laughs> so my parents always stuck up for me when the, you know, when I would get in trouble for not going to my next class. Right. I'm like, I am not leaving this machine until that skirt is done. Aww, that's awesome. <laughs> exactly what you wanted to do from yeah. the minute you right. started doing yeah. it. So, yes. I love that you're so like about sustainability because I feel like in the design world like we have such a big impact on um, just all the carbon footprint in general so yes. that's exciting and I think young people really need to see I mean you're in the oh we're in such a sad time with COVID and just the world and you see and, and we can, you guys can make that difference I do believe making things here in your home like in your hometown is so important. You see all these like, great furniture manufacturers from overseas can't get their the ships in. All the people's lead times are so long. And but if we knew how to make it here, yeah, what, what, we wouldn't be waiting for anything. So, so how would you say the pandemic like affected um, you and your business, and how did you navigate that so, struggle? Ugh, that was it was. I thought we navigated it really well. Um, we, we, I'm in New York City, so it was really, it was really harsh there. They were like, you know, you all have to shut down. We're on lockdown. You can't leave your apartment. You know, unless you're making PPE, then you cannot. Your, your, you know, every businesses are gone, done. So I started making PPE. Yeah. I was like, well, there you go. Yeah. So I was making face masks. I was sewing face masks in the front of our studio. And then when I realized, I don't need, you know, 15 employees making face masks. You make tile, I make face masks, we're all good. And we stayed open. You know, we did everything. You know, we spaced out, we wore masks, we did what we were told. Um, But I needed to keep my business going. I have, you know, there were families that needed to be fed and orders that needed to be filled. So if I was being, and and when I was making the PPE at first, I was giving everything away. It was great. Um, We were giving them to, you know, everybody that we could see. Face masks. This was like the very beginning. Um, And it really, we were able to stay afloat because of that we never we closed for two weeks because I, I we did what yeah. we were supposed to yeah. but then once they said if you make PPE you can stay open oh, hello <laughs> <laughs> I make PPE now yes so we just you know went off into that direction and made some really fabulous ones and then when summer came we made <laughs> this is great if you go online we made a bikini with a matching face mask and gloves and we called it the quattro kini <laughs> so we made a website which was so funny it was called uh it was quattro kini.com and i was selling bikinis and face masks and and gloves to go with them and it was it is so cute um and we were selling them so you know awesome. I, I it got hard when somebody was like well can i get a medium bottom with a large top i was like it's a one size this is a one size shot here. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea, like, you know, the, the bikinis, like all that stuff. So people were buying them and they're fabulous. So I would just look at it because that was my project during COVID. That's cool. That's so, so cool that you were able to adapt so well, like with all the different <laughs> things that you do. <laughs> well, I, I did because I had to. 
I had a mortgage, <laughs> had to pay, I have children, and I also have employees who have families that needed to pay their bills. And I had projects that had to get done. So if I stopped my, my business, I would have lost my projects. I would have lost the income for everybody. And where would we be now? Yeah. yeah. So we did what we had to do. You just think, like, you know, sit down, put your thinking spell on, and, and just, or just what can I do? Yeah. And I, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Um, that reminded me, we were wondering if you wanted to talk a little bit about, like, your studio itself and, like, maybe the atmosphere and how things work in your studio and stuff. Sure. Okay, so my studio is in Bushwick, Brooklyn. We're in a really funky area, all artists. It's very industrial, um, very commercial, but behind all these, you know, great graffiti walls are amazing makers and creators of everything. Wallpapers and furniture and lighting. And you would never know. You probably would never want to drive down that street because it looks so scary. <laughs> but it's amazing what goes on behind, behind the scene. And I've, uh, I've worked with the same, uh, my same group for at least 20 years. Wow. You know, we've hired some and some have moved and, and gone on. But my core group has been together for 20 plus years. That's amazing. Yep. And um, I work with my husband also. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So he, he does a lot of the, the, the business part of it. And it, it, maybe it was a little bit easier, you know, because I always had him with me, you know, and we work 24 hours a day. So, you know, I go, I bring it home. I work, and like yeah. we're working all the time. Exciting. And he's very creative as well, so. Very nice. Yeah. Um, could you maybe give, so this is our first market, and um, maybe could you give us, like, some advice about how to, um, what to do here, and maybe, like, what to see, or anything. anything so this is my us? second time. Okay. And I would actually just walk around and see what people are doing, see the different that all the, in the designs and you know there's so much to take in at High Point. I mean, I never realized how large it really was. This is a it's a city, yeah, and you can meet so many people. The most amazing designers are here. I mean, every time I turn around, I'm like, oh my god, I've seen you on HGTV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody is so nice and so approachable, and really likes to talk design so I think this is a great place for you guys to be and to ask questions and, and really see what you like you know you might be like I really like lighting yeah. <laughs> you know like, yeah. I never realized that I was never... us yesterday <laughs> <laughs> we were like oh my god I never realized I love carpeting or yes. you know rugs um, I'm here looking also to create my fabrics on furniture. So I'm looking for brands that might be, be something that I really love the, their furniture and they love my patterns and then make a collaboration. Yeah. And I feel like collaborations now are very, very, um, it's, 
it's like the new thing. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask. The, oh, I'm sorry. No, you're okay. I just feel like I'll just add this real quick. I feel like we like missed it during the pandemic, so we all want to work together, and maybe that's why it's coming up again. So, oh, I was just gonna say like, um, do you have you done a lot of collabs in the past, and like, do you enjoy doing that? Oh, I do love I love doing collaborations because you get the best of both minds. And so I've done collaborations um, a few different times. And so it's, it's, I think it's important to see, you know, to, to do. And if you find the right brand, you definitely don't want to find, you know, a brand that doesn't interest you. You know, it, I don't know, if you don't, you know, toothbrushes, if you're not into toothbrushes, yeah. maybe that's not something that's going to excite you. But, like, again, if you love, uh, like, like lighting, yeah. you know, maybe you can, you know, then you're like, wow, what can I do? What can I create for them? And then you're thinking again, once again, you're thinking out of the box. Uh, speaking of lighting, do you, do you kind of dabble in lighting as well with your mosaics at all? Well, I backlight things. Okay. So that's as far as I go with lighting, but it's also a really big thing because it lights up a room and it makes the mosaics look fabulous. So chandeliers and standing lights, no, but I backlight a lot. So, and they could become, it, it, it is lighting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think backlighting is like one of those things that kind of gets like you don't think about, but then you're like, oh, every time you see it, you're like, wow, that looks so good. Like, it does change yeah. the space. Yeah. yeah. It totally changes. It changes the mosaic, it changes the space. And it's something that really could be used so much more. Um, so, this is kind of our like finishing question, but we can talk more after, obviously. Um, but, so we always ask this question, if you could go back and give advice to your student self, what would that be? My student self? It would probably be student self. It might take a second. Oh, yeah, so take I, your time. Um, really never give up. Never, ever give up. Keep going. Work hard. Always work hard. Never give it half it don't do anything half-assed you know give it your very best try because you might see something that you really love but you didn't give it that you didn't you didn't push it hard enough so I would say always give it a hundred percent and just never give up that's great thank you do you have any other questions is there anything that we missed that you want to talk about no I think you guys like touched on everything okay. and you can always email me and I'll be happy to you know answer any questions and um if you want to do a studio tour I can walk you oh, around I was going to ask too. that like yeah. a studio yeah. or like do you have like a storefront that you like well we're on the to? first floor okay so yes when we open up it is like a storefront people wander in all the time and half the time I have to be like I'm sorry you know we're not really open to the public but um it's, it is kind of a storefront. I've sold many things just by being opening up the door. Wow, that's really cool. I think a studio tour would be very yeah, yeah. for us. So um, where could we maybe find you on social media or oh, um, maybe a website? So I do the Instagram. So the Instagram is Allison Eden Studios. Um, A-L-L-I-S-O-N-E-D-E-N-S-T-U-D-I-O-S. And um, 
at our website, which is just alisoneden.com. And you can always email me, Allison at alisoneden. Oh, very nice. Yeah, very oh, easy. Awesome. Very yeah. all, all the same. Yeah. So, yeah, that's great. All right, Allison, thank you so much for joining us. It was such an honor to be able to talk to you. And we learned a lot, I think, so that was really awesome. Um, But if you guys have any questions, if you want to like, comment, please share this episode. And I'm looking forward to next week's episode with even more designers. And thank you for joining. We hope you liked this discussion with the design industry from a student's perspective. Please like, share, and comment. And stay tuned for more inspiring conversations to come.